Welcome to Call Time Day. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Welcome to Call Time Day, Pew Day. Almost. 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 <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. Uh, we just saw a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, today, we're going to give you a look at all things Call Time as we kick off previews. Um, all of this is building to the global debut of the Kaldheim trailer on January 26th at the New York Game Awards, followed by Kaldheim's worldwide release on February 5th. I'm Blake Rasmussen, and today I'm joined, as always, by Steve Sunu. And also joining us is Magic Digital Community Manager Megan O'Malley, who is with us today not only to talk about Kaldheim, but share some MDG Arena news as well. Welcome, you two. Oh, thanks, Blake. Good morning. Morning. How'd you how'd you like that? That uh, wasn't a trailer. How'd you like that debut, guys? Loved it. It's great. It's always fun to see uh, Jimmy ham it up for the cameras, and uh, he was in rare form there uh, with some was, choice yeah. choice cold puns from uh, Mike Turian. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We we let them do that. It was it was very nice of us. But so that's not uh, what we're here to talk about today. We're not going to talk about puns. That ending, that ending, we are going to talk about that ending. We're going to talk about a bunch of the cards. We're going to talk about why Megan's here and what Jimmy was doing yeah. with that clip that briefly showed up that that chat caught caught a little bit of. Uh, and we're going to have our own preview card. So you can kind of see the stuff yeah. down there. And then uh, we'll, we'll try to answer some of your questions at the end. So there's a lot of people in chat right now. And uh, if you put a question in chat, we're probably going to miss it for a little bit. So if you have questions for us, hold on to them. When we get to that Q&A section at the end, we'll try to get through what we can. But we have a lot to talk about today. And we're going to start by discussing some of the stuff we just revealed in that debut video. Let's kick it off with everyone's favorite returning planeswalker, Tybalt. Tybalt. Let's put Tybalt up on the screen, who has many, many faces in this set. Steve, what was your reaction to Tybalt? It's great to see Tybalt come back. I mean, Tybalt was a Planeswalker that debuted during the original Innistrad block, and uh, he's he's been widely regarded to be one of the, uh, let's say, least powerful Planeswalker cards ever printed. Uh, he's but, he's everybody's know, favorite trash son. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, you know, we're doing right by him this time. Uh, this is actually the uh, backside of the modal double-faced card for Valky, God of Lies. Uh, so Tybalt actually has two faces here. Um, it actually has and two faces. Really, actually has two faces. So the, the creature side, Valky, God of Lies, is the front side, and the back side is Tybalt. Um, and it's cool to see this. Tybalt is actually the only Planeswalker that is getting the uh, the Viking wood-carved showcase frame because of his bulky front side on the modal DFC. Uh, and if we were to flip it back over to the Tybalt side, you can see that. So it gets the regular standard magic frame treatment that you'll find uh, most commonly, but then there's the borderless treatment that all Planeswalkers get, and there's the showcase frame that all, legend that all I think, all legendary creatures are getting in this set. So mm -hmm. you've got three different types of forms that you can find Tybalt, and I believe it's the only card in the set with a, maybe one exception that has three different forms in which you can find it. Yes, we will We will oh, get to so that other like... exception in a bit. Yes. 
Yeah, that makes also these abilities are great. Like it's it's a fun card. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Seven mana, seven mana is a yeah. lot though. It's a lot, a lot of mana. It's okay. kind of the at the opposite end of the spectrum from his original two mana form. But it's it's yeah. a very powerful card. It does a lot of different things. Uh, I think we're gonna be seeing quite a bit of that as we go into standard. Uh, next up, we're gonna head to uh, the gods. So we've got gods in this set again, but they're a little different than what we've seen in the past. In the past, um, gods have had different ways of either being indestructible or, or coming back. Uh, so let's put up Alrund. And Alrund, uh, god of the cosmos, is our uh, take on Odin and Odin's raven. So uh, Megan, your reaction to this card? Uh, I was, I was, I loved that, uh, that these gods in, in, in like, ooh, words, uh, like Norse mythology, like they don't have that indestructible, it's not about devotion, they're just like, they're just gods and they're infallible, not infallible, the opposite, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so <laughs> super, I love the flavor of it, uh. And every time I see the, the, the frame for Kaldheim, the, the, the showcase, it's just like chef kiss. Those cards are just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I just like, Megan, you're going to talk about all round. And I'm like, mm, blue. So I'm not, I'm not a blue player, but. Uh. And, and Megan, how are these going to work in arena? Uh, okay. Uh, same way that, uh, so we had the modal double face cards for Zendikar Rising, and it's going mm -hmm. to work just the same in, uh, in Kaldheim. So when it's in your hand, um, when you go to cast it, you'll have the option to choose which side. And, and we will have also all the showcase treatments as well. Uh, more information will be coming on that in the state of the game. Great. Um, the the other thing I want to note with this card and the uh, the commander rules committee weighed in on this last month when we we started showing some of these off is that uh, I, I saw this question in chat a lot so I want to make sure to cover it uh, so you when, if you if Alrund or any of the other gods are your commander you can play them from either side uh, the commander tax applies each time no matter which side you cast it from and it always goes up it's not like the tax applies to each side differently. So that is how that's going to work in Commander. Uh, also coming in this set is the Return of Sagas. So we showed off Binding of the Old Gods, uh, which is which is kind of powerful for Uncommon, Steve. Yeah, uh, Sagas are going to be at Uncommon. Uh, we showed an, uh, one off earlier this week uh, that had a giant theme. But yeah, we've got uh, Binding of the Old Gods, Sagas are among the, I think, one of the most popular mechanics amongst players uh, to return. And I think that there's a good reason for that. They have a lot of utility. Uh, they make the game really interesting. It uh, requires a lot of tracking of stuff. So uh, this particular saga at Uncommon, uh, for four mana, you're getting to destroy a non-land permanent at Uncommon at sorcery speed. Uh, that usually usually is upshifted to rare a lot more often in my experience. But not only do you get to destroy an online permanent, then you get to rampant growth uh, for a forest, and then the third one almost is almost just icing on the cake because you've already destroyed your opponent's best online permanent, and you've gotten a forest for yourself on presumably turn five. So it uh, seems really really powerful on the face of it. This is something that I'm going to take pretty highly in limited and hope to cast uh, to great effect 
in those limited games. And I feel like this could potentially find a place in standard. I don't know. Sorcery speed removal is always a, an iffy proposition. I, I have one word for you, Yorian. <laughs> Two words. Yorian goes with everything. Yorian just makes everything better, and that is a true statement. Um, now, the other thing that I want to note on there for <laughs> Megan, Megan and I play Magic very differently, and that's okay. Uh, I am the filthy other thing casual, I wanna... and I will say it loud and proud. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to point out on Binding of the Old Gods was that the second ability searches for any forest card not just a basic a forest basic. that matters for cards with basic land types, which you know what we'll talk about in a second. It's kind of a good transition, except we're going to get there after we talk about the snow basic land. So we've got the return of snow. Megan, your thoughts on the return of snow? Uh, I was going to say, well, going back to basic, yeah, I was like, yeah, no, it fits me. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty basic, but. Um... <laughs> Uh, very excited for the return of Snowlands. I love that we've upgraded the frame of the so yeah, basic lands. Basic lands are a card that I can get behind. I, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the basic land cards. Uh, very excited to see the the new frame, the sort of frosted treatment. Looks very, very mm -hmm. pretty. I think we managed to get uh, looksies of how they are going to look in MTG Arena. We get that? Yep. Yep. There they are. All right. So it'll get the same so treatment in Arena. Very cool. So we are. We, and a sneak peek of the the Kaldheim Battlefield Two, which is also absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So the screenshot that we showed of those basics that also included uh, some some of the art that we did not show in the debut moment. So that's uh, that's all ten of the snow basics that will be mm -hmm. available uh, in Kaldheim. We don't uh, as much as I know everybody would like. Certainly, I would love it. I, I don't believe that there are full art snowlands in Kaldheim that will be available. No. We did do those in the last Modern Horizons. Um, so if, if full art Snowlands is your jam, Modern Horizons has those. And if if you like these with the, the frosty frame, then Kaldheim's got you covered. Uh, but these aren't the only Snowlands in the set. Uh, as we alluded to, there are Snow Dual Lands, uh, which, like the Cold Snap Cold Snow Dual Lands, come into play tapped, provide two colors of mana. But in this case, they have the basic land types. So, Steve, I know you have a cube. Would you include these I in do. your cube? So, uh, you know, I'm really considering it. I'm really considering it. There is uh, there is a something to be said for basic land types being on a land, and the ability to fetch those lands, even if they come into play top with a fetch land, is massive, especially if you want to include snow in your cube. Uh, also, I'd like to point out, uh, for anybody that missed it, these lands are common. Um, these lands are common, mm -hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, Blake, but I'm, I believe that they have a chance to show up just in the land slot, as opposed to a basic, you'll get one of these snow duels. Is that correct? Yeah, so th there, is a, um, there is a land slot that has snow lands in it for limited purposes, and most of the time you're going, I, I don't remember the exact ratio, uh, but most of the time you're going to get a, a snow basic land, but some percentage of the time you will get a snow dual land. So uh, you'll be able to play these in limited. Uh, there will be a snow land in every pack. Uh, def definitely look for those there. These will, these will be readily available. Yeah. And again, common, common lands with two basic land types. I don't think we've ever done that before. Uh, so this is... I don't think we have either. I don't think, I don't think we've the ever done a shadow corrected. 
Yeah, not with the type. Not, not we've done dual lands at common before, but never dual lands with the basic land type. Yeah. So the fact that there's no duels, the fact that they're fetchable, um, you know, for me, a cube enthusiast, in cubiest, uh, I, I'm really excited for the potential for cube builders, and certainly the potential for uh, commander players as well. The ability mm -hmm. to have that and have them actually be snow permanent, so they can cast their snow spells, uh, is huge. I think I'm, I'm. Yeah. This is among the things I'm most excited about from the reveals today, for sure. Yeah, and basic land types are are obviously a bigger deal in older formats, in, in Commander, that sort of deal. But you know what? It matters in Standard, too. You've got all of mm -hmm. the castles from uh, Throne of Eldraine that care about land types. You've got uh, things like Mystic Sanctuary, which if you're playing a snow deck, uh, you know, and you wanted to play Mystic Sanctuary because, you know, you have fine taste in lands. Uh, of course. You can use these to to increase the the land type count needed for those cards as well. So well, it, it is not, forget, not just for older. Let's not forget yeah, but, Binding of the Old God, the card that we just showed, where it mm -hmm. says get a forest card, you can get one of these yep. snow duels. So, yeah, yep, it's... You can get a, uh, really a triome. And it's actually going to be accomplishable and limited if that's a thing that you want to do. Because, again, yeah. these snow duels are at common. So it's going to be possible for you to uh, get that fixing off of that Finding of the old gods should that be the choice that you make and you know previous seasons just started blake there could be other things out there that uh that there allow you to fix with these could be mm -hmm. there's no way of knowing no way of knowing um speaking of previous season i do want to call out that we have updated a lot of content on daily mtg today uh so a quick shout out to if, you know, after the stream, please stay with us. But uh, once you're done, there's going to be a ton of content that we've updated. Um, the, the mechanics article is up. Uh, we have the first story from Kaldheim. So Magic Story returns and, and comes back. We're going to have those uh, every, today's Thursday, but we're going to have them every Wednesday and Friday for the next couple weeks. And uh, so look for those. So definitely check out, check out dailymtg.com. Uh, when you have a chance, but let's move uh, Blake, on. Does that mean we'll have a story tomorrow? Sorry to interrupt. We'll have one tomorrow. We will have a story Thursday, tomorrow. and then there is, one, there is one tomorrow. Sweet. It's Thursday, Friday, and then next week, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, we 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 move basically this week's Wednesday stories today because it's debut day. Yay, debut day. <laughs> I can't do it. Please, please keep doing right. that for every show. Like just play it at some some random point. Every show, like, just randomly in like right. March. Welcome to Weekly MG. Uh, let's move on and talk about some more cards. Uh, next up, let's talk about Arlen's Epiphany. Oh gosh, I've got it written. Alrun's Epiphany. Uh, yes. So this shit, Alrund, Alrund, I had it written wrong, uh, shows uh, the foretell mechanic. So foretell, for those of you playing along at home, is a mechanic that says during your turn, you may pay two and exile this card from your hand face down. Cast it on a later turn for its foretell cost. So it's kind of a mix of like morph and suspend um, that, you know, lets you put a down echo. I don't know. There's a lot of different uh, uh, places <laughs> this came from. Uh, but you get to make a down payment. And then later on, the spell is either cheaper or in some cases has a more powerful effect. So Megan, uh, this, I know this is a blue yep. card, Megan. But how do you feel about Fortel? Uh, I like birds. <laughs> uh, no, I'm real sorry. I I love I love the Fortel mechanic because of the ability. Like, if it's something that might be um, 
it's a good response if something you just like if somebody's trying to get rid of a card in your hand or if you have your maximum hand size or something of like that. Uh, being able to just pay two mana and sort of like, okay, it's saving you for later, I think just as a mechanic is is super cool. Um, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I see uh, take an extra turn after this one, it's just like... <laughs> but, see, I, I, I love this. I think I think this is great. I think it's in the, the spirit of... You know how when we had Squadron Hawk, it was called uh, a lot. Some people refer to it as like Ancestral Bird Call. I think this is uh, this is a card that everybody should <laughs> refer to as yeah. as as Time Squawk. This is Time Squawk because you get two birds. Oh, that was, that was better than Bird Walk, which is where I was going. Yeah, Time Squawk. I and, like that. And, yeah, Time Squawk. That's that's what this card is. I've nicknamed this card Time Squawk. <laughs> it's happening. Make it happen, chat. Time Squawk. Alvin's Epiphany. Um, there, there are a few other interesting things about Fortel that Fortel gets to do. Uh, yes, uh, you know, there's some reduction, but you know, it'll also protect some spells from discard. For example, you know, this is a seven mana spell that you're not going to cast till later. So if you have two mana at some point in time, just Fortel it, stick it away for a rainy day, and, and when you really need it, you can flip it up and pay that Fortel cost. Um, yeah, that makes next, it makes like oh. the Mulligan choices a lot more interesting. Now that I mm-hmm. like when you mentioned that, because if you're opening it, like seeing a seven card in your opening hand, it might be just like, nope. But if you have yep. the two mana to to foretell it later, that makes the decision a little less cut and dry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next up, let's talk about uh, one of the more exciting cards that we revealed with Boast, Varagoth. So the Boast mechanic uh, is an, is it's kind of a keyword ability. So it says activate this ability only if this creature attacks this turn and only once each turn. You'll notice it is not at sorcery speed, so you can attack and even before blockers are declared or before the creature dies or or anything. As long as this creature has attacked, they will boast that they are attacking. So, Varagoth Blood Sky Sire is two and a black for a two three death touch legendary creature demon rogue. Uh, Boast ability, one in a black. Target player searches their library for a card, then shuffles their library, puts the card on top of it. So, Varagoth also, yeah, because it's a legend. Yeah, let's talk about this card. Uh, Steve, uh, this card. So, yeah, uh, people should know that every boast uh, is not going to be Vampiric Tutor for a card. Um, <laughs> like, like every everybody, there are different boast abilities. This happens to be Varagoth's. It is very powerful. But let's, uh, so this is essentially you're paying five to tutor a card to the top, right? Like let's let's be real about it. You get two for the for the body, and then another two for the ability. Plus you have to be able to untap with it. So, uh, mm-hmm. it is very very powerful. Like anytime it uh, a card says like search your library for a card and either put it in your hand or put it on top, it's real good. This is going to be a really good card. Um, yep. But I do wonder how often, especially in constructed, uh, you know, opponents are going to allow that that attack step or that un- the the ability to untap with it. Um, so I I don't know how necessarily to evaluate this card. Is the ability powerful? Absolutely. Um, the ability to vampiric tutor essentially every time you attack with this card is ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. But. I mean, I really don't know what the state of standard is going to look like. We don't know any of the other tools in Kaldheim yet. Uh, you know, and the at, at worst, if you pay the two mana, Varagoth uh, kind of half replaces itself, right? Because the card doesn't go to your hand. It goes on the top. So uh, 
I don't know, Blake, you're you're way more into competitive standard than I am. Like, what do you think of this card? Um, in standard, it's probably fine. Uh, it doesn't, I don't think it currently has a home. Uh, a two, three uh, for three mana is not, you know, when people are paying four mana to cast Questing Beast or or something like that, when people are playing a lot of removal that can hit this creature, uh, it, it's maybe in standard. I think where this card is going to shine in, is in Commander. As chat has pointed out, rightfully so, uh, this plus Opposition Agent. Notice that it says Target Player searches their yep. library. So with this and Opposition Agent on the battlefield, every time you boast this, you get to search Target Player's library exile a card and then you can play it it's like for those of you who are old like me it's a grinning totem every turn but you can actually just use your black mana to cast it so uh this is this is a card i have an eye on to make a commander deck where the goal is just to opposition agent people and do that repeatedly and win with their cards it's gonna happen but yeah i think i think uh, commander this card is Welcome the reason I have that reaction chat is because <laughs> currently I am the only person that Blake can play live magic with because we're in a pod together. So really, really the person that's going to be at the receiving end of this is me and only me until <laughs> quarantine is like lifted. Uh, I love that so in chat somebody asked the, the bot for Grinning Totem. It's, it's a really old card. I love Grinning Totem though. Yeah. Blake is that guy. Blake is that guy, chat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, let's move on because we also revealed the card for one of our new planeswalkers, Nico Eris, today. And Nico is unique to say the uh, Megan does a little hat. Stand. So Nico, it, despite I being a blue card, card is uh, appeals to Megan in a, in a number of ways. So uh, let's Nico let's appeals so it's a, to me. I'll forgive it, him. For is, me. Forgive them for being blue. So. You can cast this as a three mana Planeswalker that comes in with three loyalty. And then the plus ability up to one target creature you control can't be blocked this turn. Whenever that creature deals damage this turn, return it to its owner's hand. So that's got a number of um, you know ways to use it with blink archetypes, um, with saboteur archetypes, that sort of thing. It can deal two, uh, they can deal two damage to target tapped creature for each card you've drawn this turn. Uh, which is like a minimum of two damage. It can they can create a shard token, um, and shard tokens are new and specific to Nico. Shard tokens are enchantments with two. Sacrifice this enchantment, scry one, then draw a card. Uh, Megan, you were excited about this card. What, share your feelings with the group. I'm I'm excited for uh, because I I love the Theros block and. Um, Constellation, and uh, the fact that it is a an enchantment token, I think, could have a lot of fun with mm -hmm. uh, things like constellation or things that care about enchantment. So I'm interested to see mm -hmm. how uh, that plays out. Um, and I just, I just think I'd like. Um, I know a bit more about the story, and I just think Nico as a character, they are. Very, very interesting. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and we're gonna learn more about Nico's story. I think the first Nico story is this Friday. I could be wrong about that. Uh, Nico is involved in the Friday stories, 
And so definitely look to learn more about them there. But that is Nico Aris. Uh, it, you know, we've had an ex-Planeswalker before uh, Nissa, who was, who was decent, the blue-green Nissa. Uh, this one is, is interesting because it does something when you cast it where X equals zero. And yeah, you don't get any shards, but um, it still it still does a number of other things. I think it's a really cool I know, I know design. That, I know that most planeswalkers interact very favorably with doubling season, uh, but this one, if you'll pardon the pun, doubly so, because not only do you get mm -hmm. double the loyalty counters, you get double the shard tokens. So yes, yes, I, I can definitely see some Bant Enchantress decks doing doing some fun stuff with that. I'm, All right, I'm looking forward to building my my brawl deck for with with Nico because planeswalkers can be commanders, and so I think mm -hmm. with the, the I mean yes, there is the commander tax, but with the X cost uh, for games that run longer, it's just like you just it's worse. Mana sink. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like yeah, no, it's just it's one of those cards that like remained relevant and you know scales with the game, especially those longer brawl. Yep, absolutely. I'm Arena. I All have right. Brawl. Brawl. Brawl on the brain. Absolutely. Oh, Brawl too. Uh, next up, we're going to share kind of the, the kicker at the end. We're actually going to show one of the other versions. So this is the other card that has three versions in the set. This is Vorinclex, which... What? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, so I we haven't seen know. the Phyrexians in a while. I Yeah. We haven't seen the Phyrexians in a while, but here is a Phyrexian, and you'll note it has that Phyrexian creature type. So Vorinclex Monstrous Raider is a 6-mana six 6-6 six, six with Trample and Haste, already sold. Uh, if you would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, put twice that many of each of those kinds of counters on that permanent or player. Uh, call back to Infect, which came out of Phyrexian. Uh, if an opponent would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, they put half that many. So it, it reduces counters from your opponent, increases yours. And it's got that sweet, sweet Phyrexian version. Uh, oh Steve, uh, the first of all, it's it's amazing to see the Phyrexian watermark back. I kind of love that watermark, uh, and it's on all three versions in different ways, right? So on on the showcase frame one, it it literally looks like it's burned into the wood, which I think is really really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. Seeing Vorinclex back is going to be a big moment, I think, for a lot of players, including myself, because, as you mentioned, we haven't seen the Phyrexians in quite some time, uh, not since mm -hmm. they took over Mirrodin, which is many, yep. many, many years ago, uh, back in the before times. And uh, this this is a sweet card. <laughs> like, let's be real. I mean, when you, when you see the, that Phyrexian uh, script on a on a magic card, it reminds a lot of people of the other Phyrexian Praetor that we've done in that style, which is Elish Norn, Grand Cenobite. Mm -hmm. And uh, yep. it just looks so cool. It looks so cool. This is going to be one of those cards that I want to pick up, and I'm never going to be able to read or remember what it does when I play it, but it's just going to look so cool that it's not going to mm -hmm. matter. It's it's awesome. Uh, and, you yeah. know, because Vorinclex is a legendary creature in the set, it gets the showcase frame treatment as well. Yep. Yeah, and it, it there's so many so many implications for this card for the for the story for those who like translating the Phyrexian language. Uh, this is another mm -hmm. uh, Rosetta Stone for you. 
the Phyrexian language, for those who don't know, is an actual language that uh, is, you, you've seen it on the Phyrexian Swamp that came out in Jumpstart. You came in and you saw it on the Elish Norn that Steve pointed out. Uh, this is going to add to that uh, lexicon for people who like translating it. But also, as Chad has pointed out, this completely turns off your opponent's sagas and speeds up yours. Super gross. Super gross. Yep. Uh, but uh, I am, also the story implications. Really... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my I mean, thing. Is like, I'm, I'm a huge Vorthos. How? How? Why? How what? The only thing we know is... Well, we know why. It's, it's, it's I can't the grand completion. The <laughs> this is this is huge. I, uh, you know, when when we saw that Vorinclex was going to be in the set, I have a lot. I still have a lot of the same questions that I'm sure Chad is asking right now. I don't have it up right now, but I, uh, I am so excited to see how it is that this uh, that Vorinclex factors into uh, Kaldheim the story and what the implications are for the Phyrexians as a whole. It's it's huge. It's massive. Mm -hmm. Yep. So stay tuned. I'm sure we will learn more in Magic Story. Um, so now we just showed you three pretty versions of Warnclex. Let's let's talk a little bit about the booster breakdown for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, so we have a graphic yeah. we're going to throw up on the screen. So we talked about this in the debut, uh, but these are this this is the breakdown for the set boosters. So set boosters are something we introduced a couple sets ago, and one they are uh, one set ago, one set ago. Um, so uh, they're meant to be kind of a tour of the set. Uh, unlike draft boosters, they're not intended to be drafted, and so they come with an art card that uh, has a chance to have a gold signature on it. It comes with a snowland comes with some related commons and uncommons. Uh, two wild cards that could be anything, even a boat. Uh, it comes with a rare. Uh, the head turner is going to be one of those um, alternate frame and art treatments. And then a foil, which could be many different things in the foil slot. And then finally, there is a slot that has a token and add a mini game or a card from the list. Sorry. So the list. The, the list. Uh, before we before we sort of move beyond this graphic, a couple of clarifications. The Snowland does have a chance to be foil. Uh, and Blake, do you know mm -hmm. if the Snowland also has an, uh, is includes the basics and the duels? I wasn't quite sure about that. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. So uh, Snowland can be has a chance to be foil. Uh, it will it will either be non foil or foil. It can be. And again, we'll check up on. You should read Daily MTG to confirm this, but it. Uh, it could be either a basic or a dual. And then you've got the uh, the head turner is any alternate frame, so that includes the snow frame. Uh, so it could be a snow frame card, it could be a uh, showcase frame card, and it could be a borderless version. Is that correct, Blake? It sounds right. I would I would check on Daily MPG today. The, yeah. the, I, I just don't want to get it wrong. Uh, and the right. article on Daily MTG shares all of those details today. It's called Collecting Kaldheim and it shares everything. Um, I did see a, a question in chat about what are mini games? So the mini games uh -huh. are, um, they're little cards. They're, they're like, they're on the ad card slot. Uh, and all they have is a little game that says, you know, that, that are basically booster games. 
So you open a pack and there are different ways to play little games with the packs is all it is. So they're just a fun little bonus throw in kind of deal. Uh, next up, we have our own preview. So we're, we are going to talk about, yeah, we are going to reveal a card and we're going to, we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive. We're going to talk about the art. We're going to talk about the art description and talk about what it means for the set. So, uh, first we're going to show off the art for our preview card. Let's throw that up on the screen. So that is a uh, character we actually met today doing a thing with some magic and some eyeball th stuff. Uh, let's throw the art description up there and learn more about. So the art description is we'd like an abstract illustration of a giant eye with Inga rune eyes as the iris of the eye. So that is Inga rune eyes. That is a character we met earlier today in the debut. Uh, show Inga rune eyes sitting cross-legged as she casts a spell. Her magic encircles her. This kind of magic forms the iris of a giant, keyword, blue eye. Uh, let's show the card, which is Glimpse the Cosmos. Glimpse the Cosmos is a sorcery for one and a blue. It says, look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So it's uh, a sorcery speed anticipate. But then the kind of literal kicker here, as long as you control a giant, you may cast Glimpse the Cosmos from your graveyard by paying blue rather than paying its mana cost. So it comes with essentially giant flashback, I guess we'll call it. Steve, I'll leave you to come up with the pun for that. Uh, if you cast Glimpse the Cosmos this way and it would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. So getting a card selection tool that has built-in flashback is clearly very powerful. Uh, Megan, I know you don't like blue cards. So Steve, what are your feelings on this card? Uh, I like this card to throw out. I just, I just I like doomed myself. Card especially unlimited. I think, uh, you know, I, I, the best I can come up with for giant flashback is smash back. Uh, but you know, that's, that's yeah, the best that's I can better than I would have right gone. I yeah. think, that's pretty good. I think the, the idea that you can cast a card, uh, a, a sorcery version of anticipate, just as you said, uh, for one mana mm -hmm. later on in the game, your draws to get a little bit of extra card selection and indeed it replace itself for three. Uh, essentially, you're getting three mana for draw two in some ways. So, yep. uh, I think I think the the rate is at the rate I would want to play this card, especially in limited. And there are some uh, some standard decks, certainly some brawl decks, that I'd want to see this in. Uh, you need mm -hmm. to have the required giants, and we don't know quite what's going to happen with giants in this set yet because we're in day one of previews. So, uh, you know, as things go on, I think the card gets better or worse depending on uh, what kind of what kind of good giants you can run in different decks. Well, and I, you know, it's interesting to know what cards are already giants and standard that are playable. Mm -hmm. So there are a few. Bone Crusher Giant is, of course, the, the Bone Crusher Giant. I was about to say. Bone. Yep, Bone Crusher Giant is is clearly the best one. But Beanstalk Giant sees quite a bit of play as well. Um, Kroxa is a giant, albeit in black red. Um, yep, there's Realm Cloak Giant. Um, you know, and then just on the, uh, you know, Yorvo is a giant, but the triple green is probably going to make this. It, just on the edge of playability, Tectonic Giant is is a powerful sure. card that really hasn't found a home. Thrix, the Sudden Storm, 
from uh, Theros is is a powerful card and in blue. So there there are some say, options I was, I was like, I was trying yeah, to think of other blue there's... giants, and I think that's that's the sort of like speaking of punks, the kicker of this one is um, sure. and there are a lot of the giants that are currently in standard at least and traditionally aren't blue. Yeah. Uh, so yes, think, everyone is mentioning Uro in chat. It's not in standard, though. But Uro is not in standard. Uh, I think the yeah, the key thing with this card and its eventual playability or non-playability is going to be, are there viable, playable giants? Not necessarily in the color, but, like, at all, yeah. right? Because all yep. the bone, bone Crusher giant is, out of those, I think, the, the only slam dunk giant that I think you could probably pair with, uh, you know, with this card. Uh, just because, like, mm -hmm. you get so much value off of that Bone Crusher Giant, and uh, Beanstalk Giant certainly is is in that realm. But I think that out of the the ones that you listed, Bone Crusher is the only one that I would 100% run in an instance and sorceries based deck where you want that card selection. Uh, so you know, we'll see what happens. But I think a lot of the playability of this card is going to live or die by how many playable giant creatures there are in Kalheim that come into the standard format. Yep, I would anticipate there being some. They, they, they ha, anticipate you made a joke it was funny <sighs> i didn't do that on purpose but I'll, I'll take it i'll take it all right um that is what we have for previews but now we have some news that megan is going to share with us so uh kaldheim is not the only thing happening with arena this month megan do tell what is happening you tell uh so uh, as mentioned Aldheim will be releasing on MTG Arena later this month on January 28th. And we will be having our Kaldheim Early Access event on January 27th. However, and that's it. No more. Uh, we're going to have a that's it. That's it. We're done here. Uh that's that's all I gotta say. Uh just kidding. Uh gosh, you distracted me so much. Uh just going over some of the stuff that we showed in the debut moment and here today. Uh we will have the uh, Phyrexian version of Warnaclex on MTG Arena as well, thanks to one swampy boy from Jumpstart, where we implemented the ability to display cards in Phyrexian. So, yeah. Um, however, we have a second early access event that we're uh, announcing today, right here, right now. Uh, I need to be careful on how I show this for reasons. However, I have it. Give me a second. Let's talk. MTG Ooh. Arena on mobile. Ooh. There it is. There it is. It's real. As we're told, it it's is. a thing. It's happening. Huzzah! All right. So uh, right. starting with Kaldheim on January 28th, we are going to be beginning mm -hmm. our Android early access for uh, MTG Arena on mobile devices. So we're calling it our, our early access event because it will be released using what we are considered our Android recommended spec. So it will require a newer Android device. We are, we're going to have an article up soon today, probably just waiting for me to talk about it and then we can push it live, which will outline mm -hmm. what those requirements are. However, beyond the, the system requirements, it will be available everywhere that MTG Arena and the Google Play Store is available. 
uh, it will be available. Uh, all it's almost feature complete for mobile. I think the one thing that will not be shipping with this early access will be some of our social features, such as friends list and in-game chat. However, you'll be able to build decks. You'll be able to direct challenge. You'll be able to play all of the supported formats, uh, including Kaldheim. So. Yes, confirm purchase. Okay. Um, getting a lot of questions in chat about iOS. Do we have any news on the iOS version? Uh, it's in the works. Uh, it will be coming later this year. Uh, we'll have more information on the next steps of our, our mobile plan with the January mm -hmm. state of the game. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, the, with Kaldheim and on January 28th, it will only be for Android devices, um, but iOS is coming later this year. No okay. no dates at this time, unfortunately. All right, well, let's, uh, I gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow chat here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to ask a couple of the questions that I'm seeing. Um, does, so, Will it include cross-platform support? Like, will you be able to pay, play from your PC and then play from your phone on the same account and all that? Yep, uh, cross-platform support. You can only be logged into one account at a time. So if you're on your PC and then you boot up your phone, uh, you'll get kicked out of the PC version or the Mac version. But as long as you mm. log into your Wizards account, uh, it is it is cross-platform support. So your, your collection will be there, your deck lists will be there. There are a few things that are like specifically saved to the, the client or to your desktop. So I, I know like one of them is your avatar or your pet selection, which sometimes trips mm -hmm. me up when I swap between like my work computer and my, my personal computer. Uh, but beyond that, uh, full cross-platform support. Okay. Um... So can, can you, I'm, I'm seeing the question again, just, and I know you said at the top, but let's reiterate, uh, when and how can people with Android phones get access to this? All right, so starting um, at once maintenance is complete on January 28th, the, um, we, are, we are using the Google Play open testing uh, slash early access. So what you'll have to do is you'll have to search for MTG Arena on the Google Play Store and if you are playing on an eligible device, yeah, you install and, and that's it. So again, if, if you have an eligible phone, eligible, an Android phone, uh, it will be available everywhere that MTG Arena and the Google Play Store is. This includes all of the languages we currently support. So as long as you meet those requirements, uh, where it, it's not going to be like, uh, where it, it's not, it's an open early access, Beyond those requirements. Okay, so let, let's talk quickly about the specs. Um, they are for newer, higher-end Android phones, correct? Initially, at least. Yeah. So when we say we say newer, we we mean uh, specifically in the last, I believe, like two-ish years. Uh, one of the big requirements is the both the chipsets uh, and the RAM. I believe our, our recommended. RAM is sitting at a, a hefty four gigabyte, and I want to reiterate that. Part of the reason why we are calling this an early access and not a full Android launch is because one of the things that we want to do before we fully launch on mobile is is lower some of those recommended specs to open it up to more players. So it is it okay. is early access specifically because we know those requirements are high. You know, usually there there'll be like a minimum and a recommended. Uh, currently, those are one in the same. 
However, we are mm -hmm. working towards lowering those requirements so more players will be able to play it on their mobile devices. Great. And, and again, all of the specifications for your phone, those are going to be available on the article on Daily MTG, which I believe is scheduled to go up in I mean, we also, 10 minutes from yeah, now. We list out the yeah, the, we list out we list out the the recommended specs, specifically the chipsets, the RAM, the 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 version of Android. We also have a list of some of the known supported devices. It is it's not comprehensive, and because we know mm -hmm. that there is a lot of variability in Android devices, uh, we do recommend you check your device just to make sure. But uh, we do we do try and list what we believe are the most popular or the most common devices that meet those recommended. Um, recommended specs explicitly as well as list out what those recommended specs are. Yep. yep. And I and I know the, the team is working hard to get that on uh, a wider variety of devices coming up. So and, and that is and, and iOS and, and and iOS. Yep. No and, and the big yep, thing absolutely. is performance. We know we know we know. <laughs> um, and then there are certain benchmarks we're trying to hit with that. It was just like all right, 30 FPS uh, playing it for an hour without issue is kind of where we're heading towards. But um, mm -hmm. really, I, this is something that's just like, it's 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 been up there, one of the most frequent questions, and, and we know we've talked about it before, but it's real. It's happening right now. Uh, I wanted to do it like on, show it like on a, on a phone to be like, no, this isn't, this isn't a pre-recorded footage. You can, <laughs> you know, it's hard. Nice. Um, I did want to, it, you, you've kind of hinted at it, but I, I'll ask the question specifically because it's been asked enough. Uh, how does it handle tokens and specifically Scoot Mob, everybody's favorite token generator? I, I think it's, it's, it's capable. Uh, that is, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that we are, we are certainly keeping an eye on. Uh, I'm going to pull up a, a, bot match against Sparky real quick. I can't, I have to be careful because it does have cow time, so I don't want to uh, Yeah, don't do that. Show things. Um, <laughs> um, so, and, I mean, and I know the, 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 one... there are going to be some changes to the, to the battlefield because mm -hmm. it's because it's mobile. Yeah. Um, but let's see if we can yep. pull that up a little bit. Uh, and, and one thing to note is that's one of the reasons also that the token limit was set to 250. <laughs> that was, no, that was, it was, it was causing issues on PC. We, we, uh, that, that like really, it wasn't a mobile thing. It was, no, you're, you're causing <laughs> issues with our servers when you're on a computer desktop. It was just like, mobile really wasn't one of the considerations at the time. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So. Uh, yeah, tune into Daily MTG for some details about this, both at 1040 today, and then there will be additional details in the state of the game later this month. Uh, now, as you can see on the ticker, Q&A time. So people have been putting questions in chat. I've been writing some of them down, but uh, please, if, if we don't ask your question, uh, please, please, please put it back in chat. Um, so that we can try to get to it. We may or may know not, we may or may not be able to answer a lot of these, but we're gonna, we're gonna try. So one question I've been seeing constantly is what about runes? Yep, there it is again. What about runes? So uh, you'll just have to wait and see. 
that's what are runes i don't know i mean i know what runes are in the context of magic gathering i guess we will just find out uh day one of previews day one of previews day one of previews all right uh next question i saw uh, and this is uh something we answered at the top of the show but i know not everybody saw that is when is the kaldheim trailer coming out so we have that going on january 26th at the new york game awards so the 26th is leading into the digital release on the 28th as well as the pre-release that weekend in places that can have it which is Tough right now. A lot of at-home pre-release action going on. Uh, and then the full release on February 5th. So yeah, trailer coming June, or June, January 26th. Uh, release date for the app. Play. Yep, release date for the app again, Megan. January 28th. Uh, so uh, we'll get into, it's, 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 a, little, it's a little complicated because we're gonna, we're gonna hit the go button with alongside our, our standard maintenance. Um, and then at some point, it's going to start appearing on the Google Play Store. Uh, it may appear at different times for different people. That's just the way that the Google mm-hmm. Play Store works. We, we can't control that. But January 28th is when we're hitting the go button. Cool. Um, all right. So do, 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 I'm trying to keep up with these questions. Uh, I've seen the question a lot. Will there be snow hate in the set? Uh, again, previews just started. Stay tuned. We will see. You'll, you'll see how snow develops, both positively and negatively, and we will see. Um, doo, 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 doo. Are there multicolored gods, or are they all monocolored gods? Uh, again, wait and see. Previews, previews are coming. You'll see. As, um, as usual, I'm going to do my usual. As usual, any specific uh, questions yeah. about the set as a whole, we are probably not going to answer. Uh, if you're asking, mm-hmm. will X show up in the set? We can't answer it because it's just the start of previews. You will find out, though. I can promise you that. Yep. Uh, I did see a question earlier about how Fortell works. So let's put Alrun's Epiphany back up on the screen if we can, Sean. I'll give him a second to get that up so we can talk about Fortell because Fortell is one of the new mechanics. Now, again, if you head to dailymtg.com right now, there is a, a mechanics article up. We'll explain all of the mechanics better than I can. There's even a video uh, from YouTube that you can watch that will explain Fortell, uh, but we can talk about it real quick. So the ability Fortell reads, during your turn, you may pay two and exile this card from your hand face down. Cast it on a later turn for its Fortell cost. So you know what, I'm just gonna read. Uh, so first of all, you can Fortell at any time on your turn. So even at instant speed. So. Uh, if you need to foretell something in response to something or uh, you want to foretell during your attack step for reasons, whatever, you can do that. Um, however, uh, when it is foretold, when it is exiled, you it, it follows the same timing rules. So this is still a sorcery. You do not get to foretell as an instant just because it has been placed in exile. So that is the short version. Uh, if you, again, head to dailymtg.com, there's a mechanics article. It'll talk about boast. It'll talk about foretell. It'll talk about modal double face cards as well. The the way I like to think about it, even though it's not exactly this, is like it's it's kind of like morph for spells that go on the stack, but it has yep. to obey all the same timing rules of the original spell that you morph. So. Yes. 
exactly. Uh, and then you're, you're casting it. You're not you're not playing it. You're casting right. it. So it exactly. has to follow all of the casting. Yep. Yeah, and someone's asking, uh, is it a special action? Um, a, my understanding is yes. Um, but we're going to have to talk to some rules lawyery people to get that. Yeah, uh, also the, the spell does go on. It's not like morph where you can you can just mm -hmm. do it any time and no response and be done to the turning face up of the creature. Um, the yep. spell goes on the stack after you yep. tell cost it. Uh, and those asking if Draneth Magistrate stops foretell. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so we've got a number of questions about Vorinclex, uh, starting with, huh? And what? But uh, those are so good the, questions. I love those are great questions. So as to the lore part of it, what is Vorinclex doing on uh, Kaldheim? I would read Magic Story. So the first story goes up today, has gone up today, and others are going to be coming up in the coming weeks. And I have a feeling we're going to learn a little bit about what Foreign Clex is doing. Probably, maybe everything, maybe nothing. I don't know, but well, definitely not nothing. Maybe a monster, maybe doing some raiding. As for um, the card itself, so people are asking, how do you get that Phyrexian version? And so the Phyrexian version is one of the special versions that is going to be available in collector boosters. Uh, it is basically the same as, you know, it gets the same treatment as alternate versions. So again, if you want to learn more about specifically where you can find that, head to, I'm going to, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but there's a lot of information on dailymtg.com today that has uh, details on the sort of questions that you're asking. Um, what's the story that led to the Phyrexian creature type? Uh, I'm going to leave that for one of our game designers later. I don't actually know the answer to it, so, uh, but we will, I'm sure, like yeah, I'm sure Mark Rosewater will talk about it at some point, or um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, have you guys seen other questions? I'm trying to keep up. We are almost out of time, um, but I'm looking to see what questions we have on here that we can answer yeah there are a lot of good questions i'm sure i'm not looking at chat but i'm sure there are a lot of very good questions that we can't currently answer uh so apologies to folks while you're looking I, I, I need to i need to show this to steve because it's mm. it's, it's it's amused me for for days oh lovely so one of the big Excited. game one of the big gameplay changes for mobile yeah is yeah. When, when you're adding mana to your mana pool you, you have to tap your lands. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a good joke. Um, I like it. This is this is an interesting question that I'm not sure how fully I'm going to be able to answer, but I'll give it a go. Uh, does this set feel like a more classic style magic world in contrast with the next couple sets coming out, uh, which seem on the more eccentric end of the spectrum of design? Um, so this uh, it, it, this is a tough question to answer. This is very much a, a I mean, this is very much a Magic the Gathering set, but you know, it's doing some new and interesting things as every new Magic set does. Kaldheim is a new world, so it's hard to compare to uh, classic designs. But you know, there are a lot of aspects about this that are that are classic Magic. Gods are quickly becoming you know, a, a facet of many worlds in Magic. Uh, modal double face cards uh, are, are beloved and, and double face cards generally are beloved. So that's part of it. Uh, so I would say this one feels very 
classically magic. And uh, you know, it's got it's got a, some certain uh, tribal elements to it. So yeah, I, I'll I'll say yes, with the caveat that I I may not be answering that exactly. Yeah, I think I think something like that is a, a your mileage may vary as to as consider like depending on what you consider to be the aspects of classic magic, like what you perceive to be the aspects of classic magic. There are a lot of people that started, you know, over 25 years ago at the game start and classic magic is going to mean something different to them than the folks that came in during Return to Ravnica or Ravnica mm -hmm. or War of the Spark. You know, all of those things are a little bit different. So uh, I'd say keep your eyes tuned during preview season. And uh, when previews are over and the full card image gallery is up, you can totally judge for yourself as to whether or not this is going to be your type of set. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, I'm trying to see if there are any questions that we can't answer left. Otherwise, uh, let's see. Uh, I want to make sure that we get to anything we can answer. Okay, so here's a question I've seen repeated a couple times, uh, and I guess this will be the last question. Uh, where are the weapons? Since we are talking about Nordic influence, does uh, do they make a major role in this set? So again, with the caveat that first day of previous, we'll see more coming up. Uh, but it is worth pointing out that uh, we did reveal one of the gods who on the backside is... An equipment and is a weapon. It wasn't Allrund, it was the one we revealed in December. The name escapes me right now, but uh, it, there will Yeah, I, th I think it was our Aldar. our version of Thor. There was a hammer on the back. Uh, maybe? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, there, there will be equipment. You'll just have to stay tuned. All right. So I think that is our time for today. There we go. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. Helvar got a battle. The, the backside has Helvar's hammer. Um, okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Previews are going to run now through the 20th. So stay tuned for all things Kaldheim during that time. And then tune in on the 26th of the month for the world premiere of the trailer called time at the New York Game Awards and then come back on the 28th for the digital launch on uh, Magic Gathering Arena and Magic Gathering Online as well if you have an Android phone your first chance to play Magic on mobile and then come back for the worldwide release February 5th thank you everyone for tuning in hope you enjoyed our debut and we will see you later <laughs>